everyone come on in. This will give people a, a few minutes to come in and then we'll get started. <laughs> I'm here with my special guest. I'm so excited. Give my seconds, then we'll get started. and those who can will come in and those who can will catch it on the replay i have for the first time a special guest hello whoever the one person is uh i have a special guest here today this is the most amazing person that i know and i love her with all of my heart it is my mom hello to the person <laughs> next person is my mom you guys i had my mom so bear with us y'all i'm gonna give a few more seconds for people to come in um this is our first time doing a live together so y'all it's not gonna be if it's a little janky then we just we just doing this for the first time okay so uh we're gonna talk about what it's like to have a family member who is who is experiencing mental illness and for those who don't know my grandmother who was an amazing kind-hearted courageous Beautiful, thank you for my heart. <laughs> Amazing woman. She passed away. When did Grandma Jane pass away? Um, 2010. 2010. January 2010. Yeah. January 2010. So I want to say that first we're going to do this in honor of her, even though she's long passed away. Um, her life and who she was, and I'm going to try to get this without crying, but I cannot guarantee her life, who she was, and the kindness of who she was will never be forgotten. Um, but my grandmother also, oh, I'm not going to go, I'm, let me just give a few minutes for people to come in. <laughs> <laughs> Before I get started, so are you excited to be here, Mom? Yes, I am. So yes. I'm excited. Thank, thankful <laughs> that my mom has agreed to come and be on my live today. This is so cool. Okay, so let's get started. And those who can, so y'all know who I am. For those who are catching this on the replay, maybe you're catching this on YouTube. My name is Samaria Cope. I'm a licensed therapist. I'm a published author, and I help people to get free, spiritually, emotionally, and mentally free through Jesus Christ. Now, I have my mother here today. Y'all don't know this, but those who do know, don't know. September 27, 28th, I'm going to be in Wilmington, Delaware. There's a women's conference. There are two other speakers. It's going to be absolutely amazing. And my beautiful mom came to come and support me. I'm really excited for that. However, I said, Mom, we got to talk about this healing. We're going to have a healing conversation, okay? A healing conversation. So before we do that, let me just start off with prayer, and then we will get started. So gracious God, I just thank you for today. I thank you for those uh, people who are joined and those who watch on the replay, Father. We know that there are so many people who have a family member that may experience mental health concerns, and we want them to know that they're not alone and there's healing to take place and that your Holy Spirit is with them in any situation. So Father God, we just thank you in advance for what you're going to do. We thank you for our healing conversation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome again. So welcome my mother. Hello, Miss uh, <laughs> Cousin Linda. Um, so this Hello, is my everyone. mom. Y'all know who my mom is. She is the amazing, extraordinary. Her name is Nora. 
Lynn Cobra, but you can just call her mom, okay? So, <laughs> and she is here today. So, as you can tell by the title, we put Help Me, Someone I Love Suffers with a Mental Illness. And I was saying those who just caught this, that this is to honor the life of my grandmother, but also to have a healing conversation. Hello, she says, hi. <laughs> to have a healing conversation. And so I only have a few questions of which to go let the Holy Spirit lead and then we're going to be done for today. Thank you for coming again. <laughs> Glad to be here. <laughs> so, Mom, so I kind of gave them a hint. I, you know, so tell me um, what was your experience like growing up having a mother who suffered with a mental illness? Ooh, well, there's a there's quite a few things that I could say. Um, I know um, as a child. Uh, coming up. Can you speak up just a little bit? Can y'all hear mom? Hi, cousin Barbara. Come on. Yeah. As a, as a child uh, coming up, okay. uh, my mom and I, mm -hmm. um, we, we were relatively close. Mm -hmm. There yeah. were days when we wouldn't be as close mm -hmm. because uh, she would be battling all sorts of voices in her head and she would be speaking uh to these voices that were in her head and a lot of a lot of things were going on with right. her um of course i didn't understand mm -hmm. um as a child coming up in the 60s mm -hmm. um all i knew was is that i love my mother mm -hmm. and regardless of however she may f have felt from day to day i knew that she was my mother and i loved her unconditionally right um there were days when I would be frustrated. Uh -huh. um, I felt lonely sometimes because uh, I would have different uh, things occur in my life that I really wanted to talk to her about. But my mom, because of this state of her mind, uh, she wasn't able to um, to respond or, or relate or talk with me in a way that you know a daughter needed to be talked to. Mm -hmm. um, so it was, it was just sometimes very frustrating, lonely sometimes. Um, sometimes I would be embarrassed. I would feel embarrassed because uh, kids were cruel. You know, they would right. tease you. If they knew that your parent had some type of an issue or, or acted a little strange, you know, they would look at me like, okay, like what's going on with your mom and what's going on with you because of my mom's mental illness comments were sometimes made that oh you know she comes from that crazy family right yeah you know things like that mm -hmm. and i always found myself trying to defend mm -hmm. my mother's actions you right. know because sometimes she would be very depressed sometimes she would uh, maybe lash out at people you know for no reason at all but because she heard voices in her head mm -hmm. and when she would speak out to people you know those weren't the, the people that she was addressing were not the people that were in her head mm -hmm. and people would, you know, misconstrue that right. and think, wow, this woman is really crazy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just, I felt very, uh, embarrassed and sometimes very lonely. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of fears because yeah. I, I never knew, um, because of my mother's condition, I didn't know if she was going to hit me. Um, I didn't know if she was going to do something bad to me mm -hmm. or not only to me, but, um, with other family members. Cause my, 
um, as you know, your great grandparents had to raise right. your aunt and I. Yeah. Yeah. So I was always in a protect mode because I never knew if she was going to have a, a, a breakdown and try to attack one of the family members, things like that. Um, yeah. It was a lot. Yeah, so I was talking about, like, you guys, just so you know, this is for healing. You can save your questions. If you have questions, I think we're going to answer some questions. But you said a lot. You talked about how, and this is the 60s, girl. Hey, sis, this is where the 60s coming up. And, you know, we're in a 2019 world, and there's still a lot of stigma. So you grew up in the 60s where there was a lot of probably being teased. You loved your mom a lot, but then you also had to kind of be in protection mode uh, for that. And again, you got, there are so many people, there's so, uh, there are people, now y'all know I'm a therapist now, and I, I do get asked the question, did I become a therapist because of my grandmother? And the answer is no, but we'll talk more about that. Um, there's so many people that have a family member that has a mental health condition. Thank you, Cousin Rosemary, has a, who have a mental health condition. They're saying some great things. Y'all are so awesome but who had a mental health condition and they they go through their own struggles having a family member that they love and the stigma that they have to experience. And so like I said, this is to honor uh, my grandmother and her life, but to have these healing conversations that maybe we couldn't have when you were a young person. So how, when did you find, when did it click to you? Because you mentioned at first you didn't re recognize that your mom had a mental health condition. And for those who don't know, I'm sorry, y'all, I'm going all over the place. Um, like I said, this is our first time doing a lot together. So grandma was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. So from a therapist perspective, I'll explain there are different, different types of mental health. So different... It's a difference between when you have someone who has like maybe mild depression or some anxiety versus someone who has a severe, we call a, a SPMI, severe persistent mental illness. So whenever you have someone that has uh, paranoid schizophrenia, um, that is considered a severe persistent mental illness. Okay. So, but when did you first know that or recognize that hmm, my mom has a mental health condition? Hmm. Um, I know I was under the age of 10. Mm -hmm. um, at one time, your grandmother used to work in uh, New York City. Mm -hmm. She did domestic work. Right. Um, she was pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. um, there were times where she would have to leave for months and mm -hmm. I wouldn't see her. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just noticed that uh, she seemed to be... When she would go away and go to New York, she would come back, she'd be okay for a while, and then she would stay home for a while. And then I noticed that she seemed to be very depressed. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes she would she would drink, um, but she would just seem to be very, very depressed. Like she would sit in a room, have all the curtains pulled um, closed, and she would be sitting in this dark room and she would wear dark glasses. Well, you know, of course, that's that's not normal. Right. Um, and I remember my grandparents, uh, your grand, your great grandparents having conversations, but I wasn't privy to what they were talking about. Mm -hmm. But I did hear the word uh, Crownsville. Right. And when I heard the word Crownsville, it didn't mean much to me at first. But when I started going to visit that place called Crownsville Hospital, that um, back uh, back at that time was the only uh, mental health hospital in the area. Whereas if people had any type of a mental illness, they would go there. Right. And I remember uh, your grandmother being uh, transported there and left there for weeks, maybe months, 
But I remember going back and forth visiting her mm -hmm. and she would be behind uh, closed doors, uh, locked doors. And she would, we would come and we would sit in this area, uh, this conference area, and we would sit and talk to her. And she would, she would be happy to see me. But then I also noticed the uh, sadness mm -hmm. in her eyes. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just happy to see her, you right. know. I didn't care if she was in the hospital and, and it didn't really, I didn't really understand. Right. But it wasn't until I guess, oh goodness, I was nearing 10 that I noticed that there was different things going on with her and she would have to go away for a while. She would work in New York, then she would come home for a while. And I'm, well, I'm thinking what's happened uh, to her when she was working in New York, she was probably going through a mental mental issue so mm -hmm. she had to come home and of course uh your great grandparents they always you know took her back in and then they would try to get her the help that she needed yeah you know yeah absolutely yeah so you guys let me just say this about my about my mom as well um I, of course, you know, I'm, as her daughter growing up and, and knowing that my grandmother had a mental health condition, uh, I will say this about my mom. And I was telling this mom, uh, we were having this conversation earlier and I said, mom, like I never, I don't, I never witnessed my mom, my, my mom dishonoring her own mother. Like sometimes when you're dealing with someone who has a mental health condition and it's not easy. Can we be honest? We're going to talk about healing in a minute, but it's not easy. But I never witnessed my mom yell at her own mother. Never listen. You never curse in your life. I mean, I, I, maybe since I've been born and I'm almost 40. <laughs> she never cursed, but she never dishonored her. I never saw her ever. And even though sometimes when uh, when grandma was in her, her like a, like the worst state that I remember growing up, not worse, but it was manic, manic stage or something like that. Like sometimes she wasn't the nicest person. You know, there's times when she was really nice and she said, I'm going to write you a letter or you know what I'm saying? She was, but she, my mom never dishonored her. And I think that's, that says something because we're going to talk about Christ because y'all know I'm a Jesus girl. We're all about Jesus. But my mom, my grandmother, in my opinion, is in heaven today because my mom showed her Christ. And I know that my grandmother is in heaven today. She's with her whole mind. She's healed. She's set free. She's walking the streets of gold. And But my mom was a witness to her. And I know it had to be hard growing up because when you're young, you don't have that level of spiritual maturity or even maturity in general to not be bitter, to not be angry, to not, to not allow what you see become to, to, to form you. So um, there's so much more that I could say, but I want to ask you this. So, you know, there's so many people that still experience that shame when their when their family member, whether it be a mom or a dad or a cousin that, that, uh, that has some kinds of um, something going on with them. And they experience their hurt related to that. And you can really speak to that from, from a different perspective than just a therapist. But so I ask you this, what advice would you give someone who has a family member that has to suffer with, that suffers with a mental illness? Get counseling. You heard that, y'all? Get, Get counseling. counseling. Um, back in the years when I was coming up, mm -hmm. mental health counseling, if it was available at all for the families, wasn't, I, I didn't know about it. Right. No one even suggested that I should go and get counseling. Yeah. And I really needed it because there were so many issues. Mm -hmm. There were so many uh, feelings 
that I would internalize right. that just wasn't good. Yeah. It wasn't good for me uh, health-wise because I, I tended to be a, a nervous child. Right. I was always um, walking on eggshells because mm -hmm. I, was, I was always in a defense mode because I didn't know you know what mom was going to do. Right. I didn't know what she was capable of doing. Yeah, so get counseling, you got get counseling. Mm -hmm. And I know mm -hmm. one thing we had talked about earlier, we said how like in at uh, at some point you felt like the roles were reversed. Like you right. had to be the mother and then uh and your mom was the was the was the daughter. So I think right. it's really important because you know that time, even now, within African American communities, we don't in church. Oh, church communities, we don't talk about counseling. You just supposed to pray about it. Uh, somebody lays hands on you and you come out delivered. But there's some things that are not going to heal from until you get counseling. Thank you, cousin Linda. Exactly. She said, "Amen." Yes, you got to go to counseling, and there is nothing wrong with going to counseling. No shame in it, right? No shame no. in it. The scripture says, "In a multitude of counselors, mm -hmm. there is safety." And also, I would think also getting into um, like there's other group like communities, the NAMI, National Association of Mental illness right. um going to support groups in my local city there's a support group that meets on tuesdays from our local organization and family members get together and they just talk about their experiences and sometimes having those former not necessarily professional counselors but counselors together and y'all are experiencing the same thing you still like oh my god you experienced it so did i oh my word so getting counseling any other advice with that you would that you would give um, yes. someone who's experienced a mental health condition um, a family member, excuse me. If you're going to get counseling, um, make sure that it's a person that is uh, qualified professionally. Mm -hmm. um, the credentials should be there. Mm -hmm. And preferably, if you can have a professional that's not only a professional in credential, right. if they're a Christian. That, they're that's, a Christian. Absolutely. That's a blessing because Hello, yes, it's absolutely. wonderful to get the secular side of the mental health, uh, the, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because you, you, we're going to be in this world and there's a lot of imperfections. Uh, there's so many things that you can get like two views. Some people do not, when they counsel you, they do not give you a proof. A Christian perspective, right? It helps yeah. to get both. Yes. If you've, if if you at all possibly can, um, not to discount a person that that's not a Christian, but you need. It's good to get both. Yeah. So she said, licensed credentials. So just go. No, no shade to anyone that may be a hair right. uh, specialist or uh, a, a barber, a, a stylist. But when we say counsel, we just not talk about your stylist that you go to get your hair done. We just not talk. I was actually training years ago, and a counselor said, "Well, I used to be a bartender. I counsel more people than everybody because I was a bartender." But like, no, ma'am. <laughs> We're not just talking with your best friend, but again, having good friends and people that you support exactly. are great. But we, you need to take it to a step further and go to counseling. Right. So I ask you this question: right. Some, There's someone else in your shoes, mm -hmm. right? Maybe it is a daughter who has a mom who has a mental health condition, and they are experiencing. Um, depression and anxiety related to that. Uh, any encouraging words that you would speak directly to them to say you are gonna you gonna make it? Like, what would you say to them? Yes, um, I know that God is a healer. Mm. He, Come on, now. he really, really is. Um, the Bible talks about how uh, Come on now. Bring, God bring that Bible in. He here. healeth. <laughs> he healeth our diseases. Yes. Um, God 
he already knows the situation. Yes. Um, he, he created us before we were even uh, born in our mother's womb. He already had a plan for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Um, in this life, we're going to go through trials and tests. That's We're living in an imperfect world. But God is able to perfect that which concerneth you. Come on now. Bring Whatever it is. Come on. I don't care if Talk you have problems it. with drug addiction. You have a problems with, with sex. Come Whatever on, issue, it. It, alcohol, this people, God already knows. This stuff people actually go to. We're not, we yes. not being so super saved that we don't understand that people go through stuff, right? He right. already knows, he knows about what it. Going through. And when we commit our lives to him, mm-hmm. because God already knows, he already knows that he knows our stature. He already knows that we are limited. Mm-hmm. And there's no way in the world that we're going to be able to solve every single problem and issue on our own that we will go through in this life. Mm-hmm. We have, Some of us have suffered some awful, horrendous things. Yes. But I'm telling you, I'm a witness that God can bring you through. Yes. He can bring you through because even in my worst day, Come on, God now. has never Amen. forsaken me. Even when I was down and nobody saw the tears that I cried, God was with me. God saw it every time. He never forsook me. And just like the Bible says, that he will never leave us nor forsake us. So regardless of whatever situation you're facing, I'm telling you, God is able to help you through. I can't even add anything else. Yeah, it's very powerful. God is able. The scripture talks about how even my mother and my father forsake me. God, you are with me. And so you can get to that place in God where he becomes that thing that that he fills those love banks he fills those missing places pieces and i think that that is so very profound y'all yes now um i want to say something else about self-care when you are brought up where you are taking care of other people oftentimes it's hard for people to switch and take on self-care or to think that because i want to take care of myself or i want to take time off or i want to do this it's hard for them to transition to be like i'm not selfish if i'm i'm uh, uh, if I take a few minutes to myself or I go off to myself or I have a time where I go and get a massage. So anything that you do for self-care, you cannot pour from an empty well. You cannot pour from an empty well. So do things that are going to replenish your soul, get in a good church where the anointing of God is flowing because that'll be, listen, you get that church with some Sundays and God will be speaking directly to you because God is Good. Okay. So another question here is, um, how can a person go through the healing process when their family, when they have a family member who has a mental illness? So how can you go through your own healing process? Which you kind of answered, but let's talk a little more about that. How can a person go through their own healing process when they have a family member that has a mental health condition? Hmm. You want to know how you can actually go through that. How do you go through your healing process? How do you go through your own healing process? Your own healing process. Hmm. Well, I tell you, I I really had to come to the realization Mm -hmm. that I needed counseling myself. Yes. Yes. You know, for years, I didn't think I needed it. Right. And I didn't realize how much just having a mentally ill family member had affected me until way later on mm-hmm. in my life now as, a, as an adult. What I do 
I will go for healing. I will, I will try to talk to someone. Mm -hmm. I've even gone to counseling my own self mm -hmm. later on in life now. Right. Because there's still issues that I had that I didn't even realize that I was aware that I had gone through that were still hurting me. Yeah. That I had to talk to. I had to talk to someone. Right. So I this I went and got myself a good counselor. I ended up uh, talking to a very good friend. Sometimes you and you have to be very selective, even right. with friends. Cause, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you really got to be led nowadays mm -hmm. because. I'm a very private person. I don't tell people a lot of things, but the people that I have told things to were people that I really, really trusted. Right. And I do have a, a wonderful church. I have a church family. Yeah. And just through, just going through church, going to church and, and going to counseling and just being able to step away and just relax. Um, just, just taking a trip. Like, like now, I'm down here in North Carolina. Yes. <laughs> I just went and purchased a ticket for the bus, for a, a bus ticket, and I just Mama, came on down the road. She came and she said, "My home." She said, "Oh, the peace of God." So yes. I, <laughs> I mean, you know, just to just to right. get away. I yeah. mean, because I really, um, I really over the years had neglected doing self self help yeah. uh, care. Yeah, you know, and you really need to do that. Sometimes you have to step away. If you're dealing with a mentally ill family member, you have to step away. It's okay if you go and go somewhere for a couple of hours mm -hmm. and, and you just have to just whatever, have dinner to yourself, get a pedicure, talk to someone, do whatever. Because you can't just do this 24-7 right. every day of the week and, and not have any relief at all. Because mm -hmm. there's going to be at times when I remember when when mom was alive that the girl that my daughters would give me a break mm -hmm. and let me go a, a, a while mm -hmm. and they would watch her. Right. You know, cause she needed, she needed a lot of care. Right. Yeah. Um, and I also had, um, my mother in, um, an adult daycare. Mm -hmm. Whereas when at, when I would go to work, I wouldn't have to worry about her mm -hmm. cause she was a wanderer. Mm hmm. Yeah, you know, which, yeah, with the there were certain things, you know, I just, you know, she couldn't really be left home by herself mm -hmm. a lot. She would just wander. So I would make sure that I, I had my service, my daycare service in place, family members. And like I said, I couldn't have taken care of my mother the last few years of her life without my family. Uh, mm -hmm. Thank the Lord for my husband. He was there. My daughters, they were there and they helped. All of them pitched in because they saw days when I would be very, very stressed. Right. I wouldn't have to say anything. Yeah. But make sure that you're not just the only one just doing it all because you have to have a break. You have to have a break. Absolutely. And read and read your Bible. Continue to read. Right. Pray, whatever. Read self-help books. Do whatever it is that you need to do. Listen to music. Yeah, listen Sometimes to I music. shut I shut myself off and just listen to music. And I would just, you just have to go, you have to do that. You have mm -hmm. to be able to um, let God speak with you so that you can be healed. And I'm healed and, and I'm still being healed. Right. It's it's an everyday process and, until until we leave this world. 
because of the fact that we are in a fallen world. We are in the fallen world. That is absolutely That's hello, right. Hello, Sarita. That's yeah. right. But God is the God of all comfort. He is. And he will give you, believe it or not, the comfort that you need. Right. The scripture that says he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on That's him. right. Absolutely. So we are almost about done. We are going to have some questions at the end. Um, but one of the things we talk about a lot that was uh, faith was, was faith in Christ. And uh, before we're going to, we're going to also end by saying some really positive things that like we remember about grandma. Because like I said, she was a, she was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful soul. Beautiful mm -hmm. soul. It's just that she had a mental health condition, but it didn't take away. Because you are not your diagnosis. Right. Can I say that again? Yes. You are not your diagnosis. And your family member is not your diagnosis. And when, when I see clients and they say, well, I'm bipolar. I, I said, no, 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 you're not bipolar. That's what we're treating. But your name is well, whoever your name is, John Doe, Jane Doe, whoever, that's who you are, but you, you are not your diagnosis. So um, we talk a little bit more, uh, ask you questions here are about your faith journey, because that, you know, that was the key that really kind of broke the mold, so to speak. So just in general, talk about how did you first have this faith journey? I've heard the story before. Thank you, Cousin Linda. Um, I've heard the story before, and I... Like I say, I, it's, I think it's very powerful. But talk about this. Hey, um, hey, Amanda. <laughs> um, uh, talk about your faith journey. Faith journey. Yeah, your faith journey. How did you come to have this faith journey? Because I remember this. Mom, you told about the story of 17. And, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, I, I, I was 17 uh, when I accepted uh, Jesus as my Savior. Yeah. Um, I was such a broken broken young lady oh, uh, I, I I was looking for him mm -hmm. and I didn't know how to find him mm -hmm. and I ended up uh, at 17 moving to Hillsboro North Carolina oh, North Carolina <laughs> Woo that's a man now yes, yes. Okay. my um, God bless my aunt and uncle um, uh, Geneva and Jesse Brooks uh, oh, they had been such an integral part mm -hmm. of my life Yes. Um, that was, uh, Geneva was my mother's only sister. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there were times in my life where I had to, I had to take off and, and, and go away and go live with them. And they had, they had children, you know, and, but they always loved me and always took me in. Well, at the time at 17, um, I had gotten into some trouble at school and wasn't going to school and, I was just out there, just just crazy. <laughs> and I went and moved with my aunt and uncle for a year. I was in my last year of high school, and one of the uh, one of my classmates had invited my cousin Marsha to a revival, mm -hmm. in which in turn Marsha invited me. Well, I wasn't didn't really want to go <laughs> because oh. this was a revival. I didn't feel worthy of going to a revival, uh -oh. you know, and she just kind of talked me into going. So I went and here was a whole group of us, a whole group from uh, mm -hmm. high school had gone to this revival and I ended up um, getting saved because the minister had asked, would anybody like to be saved mm -hmm. after tossing and uh, after toiling and oh, hesitating. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Let me go up to the altar. And that's what I did. Mm -hmm. The very first time I, I had said, God, please forgive me. 
please. I tried to name all my sins. That was impossible. Uh, yeah. You know, that was impossible. How right. could I, everything tell, I did. Tell folks, you, you, you said you, you ran to the bathroom at some point. Yes. Talk, 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 talk. And then, and, oh my goodness. In my, oh my goodness. My classmate, Tammy, she ran into the bathroom with me. She, I said, Tammy, I said, I have done too much. The Lord is not going to save me. I, I just, I just felt that mm -hmm. way. But then when I came out of the bathroom, and the uh, evangelist, he spoke one more time. He made that altar call. He said, would anyone like to be saved? Yeah. And that's what I did. I went up to the altar. got on. Then I got on my knees. I was at this pew. And I don't know how long I was down there. I was just crying and woo-hooing. And I mean, I must have cried a bucket of tears. Right. I was so sorrowful from what all the things I had done. And the Lord, the, the thing that amazed me, was that he forgave me, Yeah, you know, and I was so excited when I got up from my, um, my knees, got up off my knees. I was like, wow, I felt like this weight had lifted. Whatever it was, that was on me. It was gone. I, I felt so renewed and even, oh my goodness. I just knew that God had saved me. He had right. did something new. And I tell you, I have not turned back since. Yes, absolutely. He has been my the lover of my soul. And I'm determined that I'm going to serve him, not only in this life, but all the, all the days of my life, which is forever. Absolutely. And that's what everyone, that should be our main goal in life, is to live for God. Because this life is so, so temporary. But God has got great things for us. You know, eyes have not seen, mm, ear, ear has not heard, heard neither now. has it entered into well, the heart of man, the things which God had prepared for them that love him. Absolutely. And I'm telling you, he's never forsaken me. Never. never. Even when I felt lonely, he was always there. When I didn't feel loved, he was there. He put his arms around me and he showed me that how much he loved me. When you have someone that loves you that much, it doesn't matter what you go through in this life. If God be for you, who can be against you? Absolutely. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Oh, my God. If God is for you. Oh, yes, mom indeed. is preaching up in here, y'all. Okay? If God is for you. So, let me tell you what mom... I know, right? I felt that, too. <laughs> so, what my mom did say was, when she got saved, everything, everything was just perfect. Right? She still was, was talking about, you had to go to counseling after the fact. You still, mm -hmm. So, there's still a process involved, but right. Christ makes the difference. Yes. Christ makes the difference. And you felt that love. And I mm -hmm. wanted that burden with that burden of having to also take care of um, you know what I mean? So yes. I don't, I don't know, but, um, um I still, even after, um, well, I went to, I graduated from school down, uh, high school down there in North Carolina. I was getting ready to go to college too, but I ended up coming back to Maryland mm -hmm. and God wasn't finished because mom, I still had to care for her. Right. And I know that that was one of my main purposes in life was to, take care of my mother to make sure that she was in the kingdom of God. Yeah, that was one of my goals. I told the enemy one day, I said, devil, you cannot have my mother. You can't have my mother. That's right. And I was determined that oh, he was absolutely. not going to have her. Absolutely. And I, and I said, for those who just came in, my mom was a great, great, she see when you have someone who's not a Christian in general, but when they have a mental health, you cannot pre preach at them about Christ. Right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying people who, who are Christians don't have mental health, but I'm saying if for anybody in general, you can't preach at them. You see what I'm saying? But she showed, my mom showed 
my grandmother Christ through her actions. Like I said, I never to this day, my mom taught me how to honor because of what I saw her do. There were times when she could have, I mean, she could have just been popped off. Like, you know, sometimes you just get, they just get frustrated. You just want to go there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just give me But she never, ever dishonored her own mother. Okay? Even when the world would think it's called for, she never did that. And I think that my, like I said, my mom, my grandmother's in heaven to this day. And shout out to my sister. My sister was very young, but my sister, I think, is the one who finally said the prayer of salvation yes. and my grandmother had received it. But I think it was a combination of her watching yes. Christ being displayed through my mom that set it up to the stage for her to accept Christ as her Savior. And again, once she accepted Christ, things were different. But again, the mental illness, she didn't get healed. I mean, it just didn't drop off of her. She still had to you know, go to the, the day program and take medication and things right. of that nature. But her heart was different. Yes. I think that's really important. Yes. So at the end of the day, uh, before we get to our questions, I just want us to say what are some positive things. Like I said, y'all, even though we're talking about mental health conditions, it is a it's not a condemning conversation. It is a healing conversation for those who may experience these type of situations where you do have a family. It doesn't have to be a mother. Maybe it's a father. Maybe it's a uh, uh, a child. Maybe it's a cousin. Maybe it's somebody that you generally. I have seen from a counselor's perspective, people don't just he just don't deal with their parents. They just don't talk to them. And I'm like, that's not the answer to me. That's not the answer. And I think according to scripture, either. But what are some positive things? Some really things that you remember most about Grandma Jane? About her. <laughs> I can say some um, things. I'm let you start. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, um, I, I was just thinking about how, um, well, you know, your your father, he he likes to cook. Right. <laughs> Every day, she would come home from the daycare. Uh huh. Your father would have all this food for her, uh -huh. and she would just laugh, and she would just have so much fun. Right. With just sitting there, just eating, mm -hmm. and just because she felt love, you know, right. she, you know, we 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 had a long day, right. but she would just sit there, and then she would just re reminisce about things in her childhood. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it would just bring back good memories. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, absolutely. She um, had grandma. She had a very kind heart. Yes, she really did. Like if you met my grandmother for for time, she had a conversation with you. She would say, "Okay, I'm gonna write you." Remember that? Yeah, yeah. She, yep. she, <laughs> so she you, believed in sending cards. She believed in sending cards, and <laughs> uh -huh. she would send you letters, something like that. That's the last time she. That's the last thing she said to me. She said, "I said I'm going back to grandma. I'm going back to North Carolina, Grandma Jane." And she said, oh, "Okay, I'm gonna write you." Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. She loved. To write. I mean, she, yeah. she, I think she really did care about other people. Yes, she Like, did. she never, yeah. um, she, you know, she was just a friend. Like, she yeah. would be that person. Sometimes people would take advantage of it because she was just that kind. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, she was one of those people that you could, she was just take, people would take advantage of, but she was a really kind hearted, yeah. amazing person. She loved makeup. And she loved Christmas. She loved le Christmas. Yes, yes for Christmas, she always made sure. that You and your sisters would have some. She would, she, she would have her little packages uh -huh. together and. Love, you know? her, love the shop. Love yes. Now, love Grandma the shop. Jane, she loves making that polish. Now, Grandma Jane loved it a little too much. <laughs> but she still loved it. I still think I get like my love of fingernails and stuff like that. But she would wear so much and we would appear, you know right. what I'm saying? But she still loved that fingernail polish. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then, she was just a good she really was a good person at the core. She really was a very kind hearted, a good person. She would give her last to somebody. Even though no other person was taking advantage of, maybe she didn't know. I don't know, but she would give somebody her last. 
And that is something yeah. that we could always, very generous, very kind, mm -hmm. very, I mean, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when I think of some of the things maybe she went through, even though she had a mental health condition, I think she's very courageous. Yeah. Because yeah. it takes a lot. It takes a lot for a family member to deal with uh, someone's mental health. But when you are the one suffering with it and you don't know what's going on with that person, it takes a lot. It's courageous to be able to go and, and go. <laughs> yes, that thing in that pile. So, yeah, she yes. had, she had, and if y'all yes. look at my closet to this day, I got stacks of stacks. Yes, she does. So I took after, <laughs> I took after Graham James for that, not mine. I put my one, two coats, but you know what I'm saying? She had that thing in that pile. If anything else you want to add, I know you want live on live, but she was, she was good at playing cards. Yes. She was also good at cooking, though. We, we couldn't yeah. let her cook a lot because we didn't want the house to catch on oh, fire. Oh, yes. But she just she, bless her she heart. She could cook really good. Salad. That potato salad was popping. Yeah. <laughs> so she could cook really, really good. She was very helpful. Like, she was always going to, very clean. Like, she wanted to clean. I mean, she just wanted to clean everything. Remember that? She yes. wanted She's wanted to clean up stuff. <laughs> yeah, don't put anything down. She put it in the trash. Like, <laughs> she put it in the trash. <laughs> it don't belong there. She Absolutely. just sweep it on up. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, thank you guys for. Oh, we got questions. So again, um, are there any questions? Any guys have any questions for us about like what is it? Any advice or things that you would um or questions? I will give folks a minute. If you do have any questions, feel free to put them up. Um, but yeah, this is a healing conversation. There's a lot of people who have family members who have a mental health condition. And sometimes it's, it's hard to separate. Is this person just really being rude or mean, or do they really have something going on with them? Okay. And it's no longer a secret. We're going to de demystify right. the mental health, uh, stigma in our world. Okay. Um, the mayor says thoughtful, always wanted the people to know that she was thinking that is so yes. true. Mm -hmm. She always wanted to be, she always just thinking about you. Yep. So Miss Marquita says it's so good to see you, your sweet smile. <laughs> and it's been years. Miss Marquita, Powell, oh, Robertson, yeah. glad to Marquita! see you. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but it's definitely a healing conversation. And I thank my mom for, for, for coming on. Um, and wanting to be here. Thank y'all so much for joining us. I don't think that anyone has any questions, but again, um, Grandma Jane is in heaven today. She was, she's walking the streets of gold. She is with Jesus. She is, uh, fully healed, whole and set yes. free. And I thank God for my mom. I thank God. Hey, cuz I thank God for my mom. I thank God for Jesus. I thank God for my sisters. And I thank God. Now, lastly, I did mention something. I've been asked a few times. Those who know I have uh, my grandmother had a mental health condition. I was asked, um, did I become a therapist because my grandmother had a mental health condition? And the answer is no, actually. Uh, I did not know that that was the path the Lord was taking me. What happened was after I got into the field and I started working, I had more of an understanding. I had more of an understanding of what it's like to, um, uh, because I saw it firsthand that I could be a lot more empathetic to the people that I was serving because I did have to see like the family members and, and, um, uh, and sometimes I would disclose the certain things that I know uh, as the Lord would lead, you know, therapists don't do a lot of uh, disclosure, but I honestly believe that again, that was just a part of my journey because I've had that experience for my end. I'm the daughter y'all. So I'm the daughter of my mama. So, <laughs> so I don't have all of her experiences. Um, but, but, um, but yeah, so no, it wasn't, but, but God, God had the final plan. So love you too. Cause any other final yes. words, mom, she has no. preached Hang the whole message. Hang Just in there. Hang in there. Get the help. Get the help. That the loved one needs and yourself. Always make right. sure that you, you can't take care of someone that 
that is is uh and you're not healthy yourself right you know so i had to find out the hard way i've been a caregiver all all my life mm-hmm. i didn't i should have become a rn but i didn't <laughs> and i've been taking care of people all, all my life. life right so you have to take care of yourself right so how do you guys find a good therapist you can go to www psychology today you can call the back of your insurance card for those who have insurance um, and they will refer you. You can uh, you can excuse me specifically ask for a Christian based therapist. You can even Google in the state of North Carolina. You do get a certain amount of sessions for a limited cost if you don't have insurance or there's certain agencies who have those kind of grants. Now, our ways to get counseling again, look up NAMI N A M I, the National Association of Mental Health Conditions. Join those support groups. Um, we we thought of talking about how do you deal with someone who has an addiction, but we're going to talk about that different time but again support groups getting together with other people who understand is going to be key um and and thank you guys for joining us yes. and oh just one other thing I, I forgot to mention um as far as um getting the loved one on the path to healing medication um, come on talk that about was it. another thing that medication. i had to make sure that my mom was taking the right medication so right. i had to take her to the right medical professionals so that they knew what her specific um, diagnosis was so they could get her on the proper meds. Because mom had went years without taking anything and that just wasn't good. And once she got on the medication, that helped her. Yeah, and, there's, well. and, and there's, I can't really speak a whole lot about uh, giving advice on medication, but there's a, it's a change. 2019 is not like mm-hmm. it was back in that time where, we, the, where people would start uh, suffering with tardicinesia. I think it's when you had, uh, you know, involuntary movements and things. There's a lot of twitching. information, twitching. It's a lot more information now. So go ask as many questions. If you have a family member who, who needs medication, because their grandma needs their medication, yes. go with them. Always make sure you sign consent form. That means consent for authorization. That means that you be the contact person for the doctors to call. If you, they don't sign and they are their own person and they don't have a guardian, an adult guardian as adults, uh, they cannot release information to you. So you be adamant, have the family member sign consents for release of information. You can actually, they still need counseling as well. If they are willing to go, you can go to the counseling session if it's okay with the client. Everything is confidential HIPAA. When you go to counseling, it is HIPAA. Health information protected, okay? That means, or I messed it up, but it means your, your health information is protected. It's confidential. No one, if mom goes to the counselor today, no one's going to know unless you tell her, okay? Because it's confidential information. The only time it can be released is if a person says, I have a plan or uh, of wanting to hurt myself or someone else, then we break that agreement for safety, okay? But it is confidential. If y'all have any questions, you can still email me, confidential questions at scobra at kingdomcreativecounseling.com. Last thing, y'all, I'm going to put my mom on blast because she had a book in her. She got this book in her that she has not written. But y'all... She need to write the book. I started. She need to write the book. I'm a busy woman. That's going to be a good book. Y'all know I write books. So I'm going to try to help her out with that. But she need to get this book published, okay? And that's it, y'all. Thank you so much Thank for you, joining everyone. us. Okay, my website, y'all, samaricobra.com, keenancreativecounseling.com. And we'll be back next time for another one. And thank y'all for joining us. Bye. <laughs>